is going on guys jesse here from just say it bringing you here another episode episode 19 double standard league obviously referring to the national fraud league the nfl uh how was everyone's week we are through wednesday now i'm filming this bright and early thursday morning um, for those of you who don't, uh, I'm about to go play poker actually at 8.30 in the morning. We're leaving for, uh, me, me and one of my poker buddies are leaving for Maryland Live, which is the only places right now on the East Coast near where I live where you can actually play poker. A lot of the casinos are open, but not they do not have poker currently open. So we're going to head there um, early in the morning, 8.30, get there at 10. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's what I do for a living. I play poker. But how was everyone's weekend? Uh, we had a couple of everyone's week. We had a couple of crazy things uh, going on. If you can tell, uh, we had new logos done. Um, this is the way it's going to stay. Not going to touch it anymore. If you know me, I'm like a perfectionist when it comes to stuff. So I get really picky but and I tinker with things a lot. But I want to leave it like this. And I don't want to mess with it because I'm a tinker and I just want to leave it the way it is. So if you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever may have you, you'll see the new stuff. I hope you guys like it. I put a lot of time and effort into it. The logo wasn't made by me, but then I did the rest of the stuff. So it looks, I think it looks great. Uh, let me know what you guys think of that. But here we go. We are going to get into episode 19. So let's kick it off. So here we go. We're going to, uh, you know how we guys do, we're going to cover the fir the main topic first, and then if you want to stick around for the rest, that's up to you, but you're at least guaranteed the main topic about the NFL. So, here we go again. Let's get into this Breitbart article. Report, NFL to allow players to wear decals bearing the names of people killed in police-involved incidents on their helmets. So let's get into this article. Just what we need. Bad enough they're kneeling, and they're going to be kneeling like it's nobody's business. It was tapering off. It was finally tapering off, and then all this stuff happened. I don't. Can two twenty? Can two thousand twenty get any worse? There's only one way. Right now, I think it can get worse. There's only one thing. There's one thing that can ruin twenty twenty, and there's one thing that can make it the worst year in the history. It can be saved if Trump wins, but if Trump loses, it is the worst year ever. It's not even, it wouldn't even be debatable at that point. I wouldn't even, I'd be, I'd be scared for the United States. So let's get back to this article. For the first time, the NFL will allow players to display the names or initials of people killed in altercations with the police on their helmets. Cause that's gonna, that's gonna end well. That's really gonna that's really going to make this stuff go away. And now every time someone happens to die, whether in justfully or unjust, not justfully, it's going to be a drama show. NFL keeps making awful decisions. They have the red, white, and blue and stars in their logo, but all they do is constantly tramp on Americans. It's it doesn't make any sense. Um, a one of the lawyers who's really, I can't think of his name right now. One of the lawyers who's really popular with the beard on Twitter right now 
posted a comment and he's 100% right because the N- the MLB players are kneeling already in the preseason games. But he said that that photo of them kneeling is forever and it's forever in people's hearts. But doing the right thing, I mean, it's not going to go away. Now, baseball, in far as I'm concerned, can go to hell. I haven't watched base a lot. I haven't really been into baseball since I used to play uh, in grade school since the strike in 1995. I'm a Yankee fan, but I haven't been into baseball since then because it kind of ruined the game for me when they let all these guys get juiced up on roids and basically use them for uh, sales to get back into it. But it's a disgrace. The kneeling, the virtue signaling, everything needs to stop. Like that lawyer said, it's they're doing it to cave in for a trend when it's eventually going to go away. And guess what? No one's going to support you. And baseball is slow enough to begin with. It's an old sport and it needs to adapt or die. And they're not doing themselves any favor. So back to the NFL before I go on another tangent. Here we go. According to Michael McCarthy of Front Office Sports, the NFL's 1,700 plus players will likely be invited to wear helmet decals bearing the names or initials of police violence victims and systematic racism, sources told front office sports. The league office is working with the NFL's Players Association to compile a list of names in time for the start of the regular season, which is currently scheduled to begin on September 10th, said sources. The players will provide the names. However, these on-uniform tributes will likely only appear on helmets, not on jerseys, as previously thought. Oh, who cares? It shouldn't be anywhere. Either let things be put on helmets or don't. If you're only going to let people allegedly unjustly killed or for systematic racism, like, where does it end? Where does it end? And how? who's going to regulate who's approved? Like, it's... What are they going to have people say, oh, he was justly killed. He wasn't like it's this is a stupid move. And I hope I hope that they change their mind about this because this is there's nothing good is going to come out of this. Nothing good is going to come out of this. Um, However, these on uniform tributes will likely only appear on helmets, not jerseys. George Floyd, Brenna Taylor, Eric Garner, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice are just some of the people who are expected to be mentioned on the individual tribute decals. Wow, you want to go back years? According to the NFL Network's Steve Weish, the choice of which decal to wear will be left open to individual players. Yeah, because that's that's not going to go bad or anything. The players could also decide to wear the names of the officers who have died in the line of duty, according to the report. Well, that's great and all. It's just going to pit people against each other. It's dumb. Don't let anyone wear any sticker. You don't let them do things with their shoes. You don't even let them decorate their shoes. And now you're going to let them decorate their helmet. It's just going to it's just going to create more divide because, oh, there's going to be one side pro cop, one side uh, pro person killed in judge. Like you're dividing the cut. Like, stop it. Stop it. Do not do this. Do not do this. People watch sports to escape, not to be constantly hit over the head with this crap. People, the ratings are going to go down again. The ratings are going to go down again. Everyone is sick and tired of hearing about this. Politics are seeping into everything in our life. And not only is it stressful, it's highly dangerous. It is highly dangerous. 
The NBA, oh, here we go. The NBA will also enact a similar uniform rule change, which will allow players to wear names of those who died in police-evolved incidents. Great. Great. I don't know who's making these decisions, but they're god-awful, and it's going to nothing but prolong this crap. They, why would you want this stuff? Why are you taking the focus off of sports? Why does every, why does, why does politics have to be brought into everything? It is, it's out of control. It is out of control. But keep in mind, let's talk about this story that ties into it. They want to do that now because of Black Lives Matter. But when the Dallas Cowboys a couple of years ago wanted to put, and I said this first, but then Tommy Lauren said it, but obviously everyone's going to, everyone's going to favor her tweet because who am I compared to uh, Tommy Lauren? Tommy Lauren. So let's get into what the NFL said when the Cowboys wanted to wear uh, stickers for the fallen police officers. Because remember a couple of years ago, we had like this rampant, uh, there was like a surge in police shootings. So let's get into this article. And I intentionally took the one from CBS. So you can't say it's a biased article. So here we go. CBS article. This is from 2016. The NFL won't let Cowboys wear decals supporting Dallas police in the regular season right double standard league it's a joke so the cowboys couldn't do it but now black lives matter uh because of black lives matter now you can put whatever you want on the helmet if it if any if at any time it should have been loud it should have been for the police without security none of us are safe without security all those sicko antifa kids and everyone else starts breaking in windows and stealing stuff if you're not going to celebrate the police, what are you going to celebrate? I mean, it, it's everything's it's the Twilight Zone. Everything is backwards. Everything is backwards. And we need to speak up and put a stop to this crap because the radical left is in control of everything. And until we start pushing back, it's it's just going to continue. So let's get into this article from 2016. The arm and arm decals they wore in training camp were rejected by the league for re the regular season. The Dallas Cowboys asked the NFL if the team could wear decals honoring the fallen members of the Dallas Police Department and the NFL. Unsurprisingly, they said no. When the training camp opened in California earlier this offseason, the Cowboys unveiled an arm-in-arm -arm helmet decal designed to pay tribute to the men who lost their lives during the downtown Dallas shooting in July. What is wrong with that? Why would you not allow that? while also symbolically representing the Cowboys to support of the community, right? Naturally, the NFL won't let them wear the decals during the regular season. Everyone has to be in uniform with the league and the 30 other 31 teams, Jerry Jones said Wednesday. We respect the decision. Yeah, but now for Black Lives Matter, now all of a sudden the rules change. The rules change for them, not for you, not for the cops who die protecting our country basically they're the front lines our military fights for the most part overseas and the cops are our front lines oh so you're not gonna let them put a cop decal but now when black lives river cries a river now it's okay now everyone could have decals right it's dis it's at it's disgusting it is disgusting the nfl is sick and as far as i'm concerned the nfl's anti-cop why is it now black lives matters the one that pushed them over the threshold really okay right makes sense I've, I swear to God, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. If one, Jerry Jones is pretty good when it comes to kneeling. If one Dallas Cowboy kneels, I am shutting it off. 
The past couple of years, I barely watched it. Since Colin Kaepernick, I've been gradually coming back because it's been less and less. But I swear to God, if I see one, if I see one Dallas Cowboy kneel, I'm shutting the game off for the rest of the season. I don't want to see it. I do not want to see it. It was never about police brutality. It's anti-American. Read, uh, go back to the episode where we covered Kaepernick and what, how he really feels about America. How we're white supremacists. Okay, bro. Return your millions. Give the whites back their money who made, your, who, made you who you are. You ended up on the bench and then all of a su- sudden you're a hero. You don't become a hero by doing things when no one else wants you. You're a hero when you risk everything, he, when you were making all the money, and when you were doing good, then if you would have made a statement, it would have meant something. But, uh, I want to leave here anyway. Uh, I really don't want to play. Uh, I'm on the bench. Oh, now you're going to try and be a fake hero? You're disgusting. You're disgusting. Get a life, uh, Neil and Nick. It's pretty, ups- it's pretty easy to get upset about the NFL over this. No kidding. The league has a long history of appealing, appearing tone deaf when it comes to letting players and teams support various causes. Brandon Marshall, I remember this story. Brandon Marshall, when with the Bears, was fined more than ten thousand dollars for wearing green shoes to ra- raise awareness for mental health. Because uh, Brandon Marshall talks a lot about mental health. Although, if there's a dress code, I get it. I totally get it. And I think that's fine. If there's a dress code, it has to be enforced. I get it 100%. But why didn't you allow everyone to wear decals when the cop thing was an issue? Now you're changing your tune because of Black Lives Matter. That's the problem I have. It is a joke. It should have been changed for the police officers. Or it never should have been allowed for Black Lives Matter. One or the other. They should have changed it for the cops when it would have been the right time to do it. Or they should never change it. But now they're bending the knee because everyone is a hero all of a sudden for Black Lives Matter. It's a joke. Steelers running back D'Angelo Williams wanted to wear pink all season for his mother who died of breast cancer. They told him no. They don't care about your mother with breast cancer. But if they want to support people that burn buildings, shoot cops and everything under the sun, eh, then then it's A-OK. Now everyone can do it. We're living in crazy town. This is crazy town. I don't, I don't, vote with your wallet, folks. Vote with your wallet. Bankrupt them. Bankrupt them. There are a ton, here's a quote from Jerry Jones. There's a ton of things out here that need to be recognized. Once you open up Pandora's box, how do you ever stop? That's fine. Don't allow any, don't allow anything or allow everything. But if they were going to allow everything like they allegedly are now, maybe, who knows? Then they should have did it years ago when those cops were shot, and for that, for and for him with uh, his mother dying of cancer. Now is the time to do it. But NFL once again revealing their hands that they're anti-American. But there is, as jo- Jones pointed out, Pandora's box an issue at hand. If you let the Cowboys support fallen police officers, you gotta probably let Williams wear his pink. Not necessarily true. If you a thing on the helmet doesn't have to be the same as with the shoes. That's different. I don't agree with that. There are so many wonderful, wonderful causes. The league has to be careful, Jones said. In the camp about the possibility of wearing decal in games. If you allow one, then you got to allow them all. Of course you do. But it should not have been done now. For cop killers, looters, and rioters, it should have been done before. There are tons of things going on out there that need to be recognized. Once you open that, do you ever stop? Okay. Well, they should just not allow it, period. 
they should not have changed their policy. But now we're not only are we going to see kneeling once again, now we're going to see this crap on helmets. What's next? What's next? God only knows. God only knows. So that's enough of that. Thanks, Neil and Nick, for ruining the NFL. But then again, all he did, actually, he did us all a favor. Neil and Nick actually did us all a favor because he did what he did. And now it exposed all the suckers and all the turncoats that actually agree with him. So he just, all he did was expose everyone else. So now we know who the good guys are. Now we know what uh, sports leagues you should be watching and what who you should be supporting. Thanks, Neil and Nick. You actually did us a favor because you showed, n- n- now we know about NASCAR's true colors. Now we know about the NBA's true colors with their China, free Hong Kong, kill cops jersey, bullcrap. Now we know about NFL's true colors. Let's see what hockey does. And I know UFC doesn't put up with this. I know Dana White won't allow this to happen. So thanks, Colin Kaepernick. You revealed everyone for who they really are. Thank you for that, actually. You're a hero in my book for that. Good for you. So let's get into this disgusting, disgusting article from Gateway Pundit, one of the best news sources, I think. Um, I think they're the best news source right now when it comes to just reporting. So here we go. Article from Gateway Pundit. Photo appears to show Black Lives Matter supporter holding down and kneeling on the neck of a white baby. You heard me. A little white baby. Call in uh, DHS. Call in uh, Child Protective Services. Get, take this kid out of their hands right now. Right now. This is disgusting. So if you're uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, here that this is uh, looks like a guy in his mid twenties kneeling on a little baby who's wearing a diaper, and someone's taking a photo of it. And there's it looks like a woman or some other man. It looks like a woman holding the baby down. Isn't that nice? And it looks like he's giving the peace sign or some type of gang sign. So here we go. Up update the. The Clark County Sheriff's Offices in Ohio has launched an investigation over the photo. Good. And also the the photo, the caption of the photo says, Black Lives Matter now, mother effer. Update number two. The grandmother of the child from the father's side who was not involved says the child is safe and with her son. The, The child needs to be taken. The child needs to be taken. A photo, here we go, a photograph of a man kneeling on the neck of a white baby while another person holds the diapered child's arms is stirring up a massive amount of rage on social media, as it should. We've seen over the past months disgusting stuff, very, very disturbing stuff. This might be, aside from some of the unfortunate people that lost their lives. This might be the most disturbing thing I've seen. This is disgusting. This guy's got tattoos all over him. Looks like he's uh, in a gang or something. He's holding his body like he's like he's a like he's a like he's a gang banger. Like he's a hero from putting his knee on a he putting his knee on a little baby's neck. How about you come put your try and put your knee on my neck, buddy? Freaking disgrace. The shocking and disturbing photograph, which was captioned by the abusers of Black Lives Matter now, mother effer, is beginning to make the rounds after being uncovered by Vincent James of Red Elephants. The man in the photo's name is Isaiah Jackson, and he resides in Ohio. 
A man with that name was arrested on July 20th in Ohio for a probation violation. Shocker. Shocker. The parental godmother of the child wrote on Facebook that the photo was taken two days ago while the two-year-old was with his mother, who is dating Jackson. She told the Gateway Pundit that her son did not find out about it until yesterday morning. Okay, so at least it wasn't the father that did it. The grandmother, who, who the Gateway Pundit has opted not to name for the child's safety, provided us with screenshots of the conversations in which the mother attempted to defend the photo when confronted about it, calling the person ignorant and claiming that he, was, he wasn't hurting him. Wow. She also claimed she was not present when the photo was taken here. So here is a screenshot of the text exchange. Bruh, your picture is up there. I'm about to spaz. What the hell is going on, dude? I didn't even know it was posted. Bruh. Bruh, that blank, that baby under dude? Question mark. He wasn't hurt. Bro, are you friggin' right now? I guess freaking kidding me right now. You let dude do that? I didn't know it was taken. I would never let someone hurt my kid. You didn't know it was taken? Oh, well, maybe it's the father and he didn't know the. Okay, he didn't know it. W he was talking about his kid. He didn't know that someone did that to his kid because they were at the kid was at their grandmother's house. That's nice. Here's another screenshot. How are you going to let a dude kneel on your kid and say Black Lives Matter now? Effing Springfield as biatch. <laughs> yes, I just said biatch on, on tape. You're ignorant as F. He wasn't hurting him. <laughs> How is this person defending? Defending it. The grandmother. Either the grandmother or the mother. The mother is defending it. The mother Aaron is defending it here. You're ignorant. We weren't hurting him. The pers the father says, you sound stupid as F. Are you going to let your kid grow up like that? Thank God for this guy. What kind of effing person does that? There you go. Good for you, father. Divorce her. F you, you dumb. Wow. And he goes, you're a real winner. Divorce her and meet. I don't know if they're separated or what. Divorce her if you aren't. She is a clear and present danger. That is sick. 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 And this is what's on camera. Imagine what they're doing off a of camera. This is sick. This is disgust. This is, I have, for those of you who don't know, I have four kids, 13 year old, 12 or 11, and a seven and a two. All girls. This is, this pisses me. This is disgusting. This is, out of all the disgusting things in the past three months that have gone on in this country, this is one of the most disturbing, disgusting things I've ever seen. And thank God for this father saying, what the heck are you thinking? Please, if you're not divorced already, divorce is trash. What a joke. What a joke. So here we go. Back to the article. The very angry grandmother said that the baby is now with her son and safe. My son is beyond pissed. Good. He took his bull. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'd do if I saw that my wife... When I wasn't around, took the, I don't even, I don't even know. I would file for sole custody. He took his boy to the ER to get good for him and everything came back good, she wrote. He better be glad nothing happened bad to my grandson and he better hide from all the people who would be coming for him when he gets out of jail. 
She told Gateway Pundit that the baby had x-rays taken and that there were no injuries. She said that she does not think the mother has been arrested or that any charges have been filed against her. She should have been charged. No kidding. Child Protective Services is also involved. She explained, good, good. And the mother will only be allowed to see the child when the father is present for now. Good. She is not allowed to be alone with him. I would hope not. When asked how the family is doing, the grandmother said that they are okay, but none of them slept last night. All we could see is that picture in her head, she explained. We just want everyone involved charged for what they did. The guy hasn't been charged for what he did yet. He did get charged for a probation violation. So they got him for his old probation violation. They do that first because that's a guaranteed lockup. It's harder to prove thing. It's, they wanted the guaranteed lockup. Hopefully they'll try and go after him for this. When I saw a person holding his arms back, it made me so much more upset, right? No kidding. You could have broke his, the baby's arms. The fact that he was crying, it makes my stomach hurt. He didn't have anyone there. To, yep, didn't have anyone there to protect that kid. So here we go. The report, WHO TV reports that the investigators in Clark County said they were investigating the post. However, no arrests have been made and charges have been not filed. Their report said that according to emergency scanner traffic, deputies, police, and medics were called to two different addresses, addresses Tuesday morning in Clark County as part of the investigation. We are looking into this case. However, it is still an active investigation. At this point, we are actively looking into it, and we are very early on into this investigation, Chris Clark said in an email statement. So good. I hope the police get everyone, the guy who's taking the, the person who's taking the photo, the guy, this gang, wannabe gangbanger kneeling on the, the little baby and the person holding the baby down. Anyone involved in this should face jail time. This is a national disgrace. So let's get into this next article here we got two well we got a video left and another article after this so this is a fox news article this is extremely viral right now so let's get into it kaylee mcenany the white house secretary on a reporter who denied calling her a lying bitch i'll give her the benefit of the doubt unlike what the media does to me she said i'll give her the benefit of the doubt so let's get into this article White House Pre Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany took the high road Tuesday night after some social media users claimed they heard Al Jazeera, the winner uh, company there, reporter Kimberly Hackett allegedly called her a lying bitch in a wildly circulated clip from the press briefing. In an interview on Hannity, McEnany addressed the speculation over the comments that were made. And the intense exchange at the White House. I polled my staff and my staff was 50-50, McEnany said, expecting that her staff was split over whether she actually said it or not. But McNaney went on. Unlike what the media does to me and the president, does and does to anyone in the Trump administration, no kidding, which is not to give us the benefit of the doubt, but actively take this out of context, chop it up into words in a way where it's politically convenient for them that distorts the entirety of the message. Unlike the dishonest brokers that I've seen in the media, I won't do that to a reporter who showed animosity, who was cruel, who was rude, who wasn't seeking answers for the American people. Hacklett was in the midst of grilling McEnany about the integrity of mail-in ballots when the press secretary looked to move on. 
Hacklett then, who was wearing a cloth mask, uttered something as McEnany, McEnany called on the next reporter. Now, there's also a clip circulating that this woman's called another person a bitch before, and it's clear as day. So this is not shocking that this woman would say this. It's habitual for her. So let's get into this Twitter clip that was posted by... Oh, here we go. She actually posted on Twitter about it. Kimberly Hacklett posted. Thanks for asking. There's a lot of misreporting out there about that briefing. The answer to your question is I did not. What I said was, okay, you don't want to engage. So let's let's hear it for ourselves. See what you think it sounds like. Here's the one. I heard the bitch thing. I what do you guys think? Do you think she said okay, you don't want to engage or the latter. What do you guys think? I heard, okay, you don't want to engage at first when I just played this clip, but that's because that's what she's saying. So you're listening for that. But then when you hear it over and over again, you hear the line, bitch. And she's also made comments like that before. So I don't put it past her. And if you see McEnany, I think she hears it too, because her body like jerks. You can see in a longer clip that her body jerks, like reacting to it. So what do you guys think let me know so this video quickly went viral when people on both sides of the aisle chiming in over what she said hacklett later addressed the issue on twitter saying yeah i read that already mcnaney also fired back at the playboy magazine reporter brian Karam after he yelled hey kaylee wait wear a mask as she left the podium at tuesday's briefing what a clap what a bunch of bums this poor woman they go after her now like they go after Trump. It's just a total dis lack of respect. If you've ever watched some of these press briefings, they have total lack of respect with the questions they ask, the way they ask them, their demeanor, the rudeness. They Half the time, they know the answer, and they're trying to trap you, and they're, it's just so condescending, and it's disgusting. Thank God we have her. She's always prepared. You see her killer little notebook that she brings out. She wears that cross. She walks in there and beats their ass every single day. And it's great to see. I'm so sick and tired of these fraudsters. You should be asking questions for the American people, not questions to try and push your fake agenda. Get over it. They keep saying, oh, true. Remember, Hillary Clinton, uh, Trump's never going to accept the uh, loss of the election. They've never accepted the loss. It's almost been four years now. Get over it. Get over it. What a bunch of losers. Nobody liked Obama. What did Obama do? But did people act like this over Obama? I don't remember it. I definitely didn't. I didn't like him, but I didn't cry about him every single day. I complained about him with the Benghazi thing. I compl complained about him with uh, cl cl uh, cash for clunkers. I complained ab about his crappy economy. But this stuff on a daily basis is insane. And half of it is not even true. Russia stuff, not even true. Bounty gate, not even true. Everything they just, the leaking, it's, it's just out. It's out of control. And it's beyond political. 
It's to the point where it's it's just embarrassing. It's embarrassing, and they think you're stupid. They think you're dumb. So this guy yells, hey, Kaylee, put on a mask as she's walking away. Yeah, what a hero talking to a woman like that. What a joke, sir. So what do you think of that? Do you think it was said or not? If you're on YouTube, leave a comment below. So let's get in to the last article, and then we're going to play a video of Tucker Carlson. But let's get into this. A nice little mix-up here. While I don't support the MLB anymore because what they're allow what they're allowing to go on with the kneeling i think this needs to be talked about because this is um women breaking barriers in sports i think this is very important so let's get into this article by sportynews.com who and if you follow us on instagram i did a photo on her so who is Alyssa nakin what to know about a history making giants coach on july 20th 2020 Alyssa nakin made history Nakin took her place in the Giants' first base coaching box in the final innings of an exhibition game, first to A's, becoming the first woman to coach on the field in MLB history. Alyssa Nakin coaching for the Giants. Okay, this is a Twitter video. Nakin was named to the Giants' coaching staff in January. Though she won't be in the dugout during games, MLB rules dictate a seven-coach maximum during game time. Nakin will be in uniform, but the, she will be in the clubhouse, so she won't be on the field. Here's what you need to know about this ceiling-shattering Nakin. Who is Alyssa Nakin? Nakin, hired to the Giants coaching staff in January 2020, became the first woman to be named a coach on an MLB staff. While her official title is assistant coach, Nakin had the opportunity to coach first base for a few innings during the Giants' final exhibition game for Athletics on July 20th. In her role, she will focus on high performance and clubhouse culture. But holding down the first base box is not something Nakin is unfamiliar with. She stood in the first base box a few times during the intra-squad games over the summer. She worked closely alongside first base coach Anton Richardson over the summer overseeing outfield and base running instruction. But before Nakin was on the Giants coaching staff, she was in the San Francisco Baseball Operations Department for six years, aiding with the team's health and awareness programs, and served in a multitude of roles in f- with the front office. She earned a master's degree in sports manage- management from the University of San Francisco in 2015. Nakin is a highly touted athlete in her own right, a three-sport star in high school, Nakin was named the All-Pacific All Coast Softball Conference team for all four years during her stint at Sacramento State. With the first team non in 2009, during her t- time as a Hornet, she batted 304, which is pretty good, with 19 home runs at first base. So here she goes. I feel a great sense of responsibility, Nakin said in February. Coaching, I never saw it. This job has kind of been hidden for so long. I'm so excited to be in this role for the challenge and for the opportunity to make an impact for this organization that I love. But also, I'm excited that now girls can see there is a job on the field in baseball. It's really cool. 100%. Good for her. Uh, uh, Reggie Jackson was important. And now, this. Uh, Naked is leading a woman's revolution in baseball which includes Yankees' Rachel Bolvec, the Cubs' Rachel Folden, and the Cardinals' Christina Whitlock. 
So congrats to Naked, Naked Strides, Breaking Barriers for Women, nice to see, but MLB can still kiss my you-know-what. Stop them from the kneeling. Stop it. Either don't play the national anthem or stop the kneeling. People died for that flag. I'm sick of the burning and the desecration of the flag. If it's not about the flag, why are you kneeling for the national anthem? If you have a problem with police brutality, which is way overblown, go to a police station. Do something else. Stop hijacking sports and stop kneeling for the flag. No real American is ever going to support it. Cut it out. So let's get into this video, not an actual article. Um, for those of you who don't know, the New York Times, excuse me, the New York Times is doxing, has intends to dox Tucker Carlson. They haven't done it yet, but reports are he got wind of this, and this is a two-minute clip of him talking about it. Uh, doxing is releasing documents which would give up his address, um, which he moved. He used to live in uh, D.C. I don't know where he lives now, but be, he moved because, remember, a couple of years ago, people were showing up to his house and... They actually threatened his wife, who was hiding in the closet, scared for her life. And they drew anarchy uh, symbols on this guy's driveway, death threats. I mean, the works. So now, New York Times, the New York Slimes, is threatening to release his public information. So if something happens to Tucker Carlson, blood on the New York Times hand. But they don't They don't care. Just like when the New uh I forget who leaked the information, but remember when someone made that Trump meme years ago of Trump WWE when he did that thing for WWE slamming CNN? They changed one of the guys to CNN and he was slamming the logo. They released the guy's address and name of the guy who made that meme. Like, are you kidding me? These people are sick. They don't care. All they do is stoke racial divide and hate in this country. They're disgusting. So let's play this video two minutes long since this show began almost four years ago i've really tried not to talk about myself on the air or even use the first person pronoun the last thing this country needs is more narcissism it's not very interesting anyway people who use the word i a lot tend to bore everyone but themselves but tonight we're going to make an exception to that rule we don't have much choice last week the new york times began working on a story about where my family and i live as a matter of journalism, there is no conceivable justification for a story like that. The paper is not alleging we've done anything wrong, and we haven't. We pay our taxes, we like our neighbors, we've never had a dispute with anyone. So why is the New York Times doing a story on the location of my family's house? Well, you know why. To hurt us. To injure my wife and kids so that I will shut up and stop disagreeing with them. They believe in force. We've learned that. Two years ago, a left-wing journalist publicized our home address in Washington. A group of screaming Antifa lunatics showed up while I was at work. They vandalized our home. They threatened my wife. She called 911 while hiding in a closet. A few weeks later, they showed up again at our house. For the next year, they sent letters to our home threatening to kill us. We tried to ignore it. It felt cowardly to sell our home and leave. We'd raised our kids there in the neighborhood, and we loved it. But in the end, that's what we did. We have four children. It just wasn't worth it. But the New York Times followed us. The paper has assigned a political activist called Murray Carpenter to write a story about where we are now. 
They've hired a photographer called Tristan Spinsky to take pictures. Their story about where we live is slated to run in the paper this week. Editors there know exactly what will happen to my family when it does run. I called them today and I told them, but they didn't care. They hate my politics. They want this show off the air. If one of my children gets hurt because of a story they wrote, they won't consider it collateral damage. They know it's the whole point. Of and when he says they hate his politics, they hate that he tells the truth. If, for those of you who don't know, Tucker Carlson is a liberal. He used to work for um, one of the either MS, MSNBC or CNN, or maybe even both. Tucker Carlson's not a right winger. He just tells the truth and they don't like it. If the exercise to inflict pain on our family, to terrorize us, to control what we say, that's the kind of people they are. They'll deny this, of course. They'll claim it's just journalism, just the facts. Really? So how would Murray Carpenter and his photographer Tristan Spinsky feel if we told you where they live, if we put pictures of their homes on the air? Now, Tucker Carlson here, when I, was, when I watched this, not live. Tucker Carl, why do, why do you think he's naming those names? And you'll see in the rest of the clip when he names some more. Tucker Carlson is saying politely as possible. Tucker Carlson is sending a message here. He's intentionally saying all the people's names involved in this. Because he's saying without saying it. You want to play that game? You want to come for me? Here's all the people involved. Here are their names. Oh, it would be a shame if their information got out. What do you think people are going to do after hearing, after hearing what he given up those names? If they go for Tucker Carlson, we're going to trade three for one. They'll go after them. What Tucker Carlson did was just send a message. Without a lot of people knowing it. He's saying, bring it, buddy. These are the three people's names, and I just released them to the public. Come for me. Watch what's going to happen. Watch. Let's get back to it. What if we publicize the home address of every one of the soulless robot editors at the New York Times who assigned and managed this incitement to violence against my family? What about the media editor, Jim Windolph? We could do that. We know who they are. Would that qualify as journalism? We doubt they'd consider it journalism. They'd call it criminal behavior if we did it. And that tells you everything. That did that CNN meme. They're doing it to Tucker Carlson. They, what, what don't they do? And now, actually, I just read an article that they're, they're trying to take the name. They're writing down names of uh, police in Portland, writing down their names and trying to find out where they live. At least 35 of them. They're trying to give their addresses to people. Like, this needs to be ended. You're seeing all this crap still go on in Portland and Chicago and Seattle. Weakness invites aggression. The reason this is continuing, because it's a political hit to make it seem like it, they'll never, this Trump doesn't have control. Well, you know what? They're going to put an end to this now. Because now, if it goes on for a certain period of time, Trump has a right to go in. The reason he can't go in immediately, unfortunately, because they're going to say he overstepped and trying to impeach him again. But at a certain point, it's also like, look, you can't jump in right away because you have to see if you vote for this person, if you knowingly vote for this pe if these people, this is what you're going to get. So go ahead and vote for them again. 
Keep letting these Democrats do this to cities. I don't care who's... I, don't, I'm, I have no party. I'm an independent. The best person for the job. I don't care if you vote for Republican or Democrat or independent. You need... But what you cannot do, what you absolutely cannot do, is vote someone who is anti-American and right now, who on the left of, that we know of is pro-America? You never hear anyone talk about it. You never hear anyone defend the statues. No, no one's say, talking, about, talking bad about these peaceful protesters. Nobody's saying anything. Why? If they're anti-American and you vote for them, I don't even know what to tell you. You got problems. You have problems. You have problems. So I hope you guys enjoyed that video. Um, I posted on Twitter. I said, hey, I'm dead serious. I'm not kidding. I'm dead serious. If Tucker Carlson needs help protecting his house, I play poker. I can take days off. I'll go down, down there and meet up with fellow patriots with just American flags and stand there with my arms crossed. I don't have any weapons. I'll just stand there. I got no problem. I'll go. I'll do it. I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. 100% I'll do it. So. so pray for Tucker Carlson and his family. I hope um, hopefully nothing happens to him. Uh, hopefully him saying those names is like, back up, buddy. Back up. Don't cross that line. Don't cross that line. Because... Uh, the American people, man, you're messing with a sleeping giant. You're messing with a sleeping giant, my friends. So thanks for hanging out. We'll be back with one more video probably Friday afternoon, right for the weekend. We like doing three videos a week. I hope you guys appreciate the hard work I put into the new logo and the new design and everything. I put a lot of time and effort into it. Um, so thanks for your support. Thanks for hanging out again. We'll see you on Friday. Have a good one, Patriots.